right, before we get started, two quick little fun facts here. The first of all, I want to show you something right now. I'm going to show you right now on my screen. This is how simple GoToMeeting is. This is one of the big drawing points for me and why I was like, God, I got to tell Rise Nation about this from our amazing sponsor, GoToMeeting by Citrix. So, all right, so if you check this out right now, I've opened GoToMeeting, and then I, let's say I want to meet now. I can just hit meet now but let me show you how easy it is to schedule a meeting and one of the coolest things about this is that you can have meetings with people via video now with HD faces you just have to have go to meeting they don't have to have go to meeting they just install a little tiny applet it's called and they're on there so they don't have to install any complicated software nothing like that alright so here's what I want to do if I want to schedule a meeting first thing I do is I just click you got it schedule meeting alright so here I go uh, I'm gonna call this awesome meeting I'm going to set it for some random time. Here we go. I do all the stuff, yada, yada, yada. And then all I do, ready for this? All I do is hit schedule, and boom, an invitation comes up right here. I just send this out to whoever I want to go. All they have to do is click the link and you know plug in their microphone, and boom, we're off and having a meeting. I can record it. I can do all kinds of things with that. That's go to meeting with HD faces. You can do it on video now. So if you want to check this out for free on me, all you got to do, go to gotomeeting.com, click the try it free button, enter the promo code RISE, and you're going to get 45 days free. That's gotomeeting.com, click the try it free button, enter the promo code RISE for 45 days free. Cool? Cool. All right. And... This one's cool too. All right, gotta get ready to go to meeting. Here we go. So we got the Underground Online Seminar 8. This is just around the corner, March 1st to 3rd. This is like the sixth and seven figure earners in internet marketing that are going to be there. And it's just going to be an incredible crowd. I am definitely going to be there. I just booked my stuff. I'm going to be there. I'll be doing some live interviews, hanging out. I'll buy you breakfast. Okay, let's hang out at underground.com. You grab a ticket through that link. Let's hang out at underground.com. I will buy you breakfast in Washington, D.C. It's Yannick Silver's event on Underground Online Seminar 8. Let's have some fun. Let's learn some stuff. Let's uh, dominate the world. Let's hang out at underground.com. And now here's today's show. And welcome, everyone, to The Rise to the Top, the number one non-boring business show. I'm David Seitman Garland, and uh, see this handsome man on the screen here that's going to be joining me on the episode today. It is David Wygant, who, you know, I can tell you right now, he, he's been known as sort of the real-life version of Hitch. He's a, he's a dating sex relationship expert, but he's built a seven- figure business from this expertise and I really wanted to pick his brain today for all of us to learn a few things number one is how did he get started did he just wake up one day and say hey I'd be you know amazing at you know turning my expertise or where's where'd this expertise come from how do you turn it into a business how did he get started what was his first product how did he gain credibility all these different things um, on his way to seven figures and that's kind of the first half of the interview the second half which I think is gonna be super valuable for a lot of us is let's say you're in whatever niche or expertise that you're growing into a business maybe maybe you've started and you're on your way maybe you're looking to get started whatever it may be David's gonna give his advice that's applicable right now about you know getting specific on what you offer uh, his 20 million dollar mistake and how you can avoid that and a lot more so this is gonna be extra juicy today on the rise to the top enjoy it all right well I'm, I'm uh, <laughs> pumped about today because I feel like we're gonna learn a lot today no doubt David Wygant from DavidWygant.com. He's known in, in many different ways, but the naked truth behind sex and relationships, that's one of his taglines. Also been called a real-life hitch. Is that right, David? You know, it's funny. I actually got that by accident because um, 
living in Los Angeles, you know, every single year producers come to me all the time and they want, they want, to, they want to pitch the David Wagon show. They want to know how you can transform these people, how you transform men and women into these incredible dating magnets, right? And one year I got a meeting with a um, big production company. Okay. I went there and they look at me and they go, God, your story is so great. You know, we have this treatment with Will Smith called Hitch. Um, and then we talked for like two or three hours. And at that time when Hitch was being written, I was the only guy that was going and living with people, going to their houses, you know, transforming their dating life, you know, going into their office, taking them out in the field. So when the movie came out, people interviewed me and they said, this looks a lot like your life. You must have been the inspiration to Hitch. I said, well, I met with the producers and, you know, I mean, they never said I was the inspiration or not, but I got this whole entire thing now for the last, what, six years. He's the real life Hitch. So uh, there's a skin color difference. Right, you know, slightly, but but you know, bit, it's, it's a little darker. We'll we'll give it. We'll, why don't we give you full credit? We'll say that that movie okay. is entirely based on you. Um, this is going to be a cool topic to talk about today because we were we were talking about this a little bit before uh, we, we went on the air here, and that is, you know, you've built this very very cool business. I know you're a serial entrepreneur, but you've built this very cool business around you know relationships, dating, and you've done it on the internet, and it's seven figures. Is that is that correct? What you've correct. done? Okay, and, and, and through a variety of different products and services that we'll get into. But a lot of people that watch this show are curious how someone like you get started. You know, you didn't just wake up one day with the seven figure amazing dating business you know how did this all begin because I think that's always a great point to start you know and I tell people this all the time David, because I get so many people that ask me all the time God I want to be like you I'm getting out of college I want to be I know how to date I want to be this dating expert and I write them back I go and I write them back four letters L period I period F period E period it's called life you can't become an expert in something until you've experienced life until you've actually gone out and lived it. Because the one thing about being a guru that is coaching and helping people is that you're responsible for those people. The advice you give them, you know, it, it's a license. I mean, it really is, and it's a yeah. very powerful yeah. thing. When you go and you advise 75 people at a seminar about how to meet people and strip down all their fears and get emotionally naked and vulnerable and everything else, you better be living that life also. Not only that, you better realize that the advice you're giving them has to be time-tested and proven. Otherwise, you're going to bring them down a path that can put them further into a depression because you're dealing with a lot of people that don't have the social skills. Some have great skills and just want to get a little bit more, but some don't have great skills and they've been depressed for a long time and you're their way out. So mm -hmm. if you want to become a relationship or dating guru, you have to experience it first. Building the network up, yeah, I mean, that stuff is all easy, marketing and, and, you know, knowing how to market and knowing how to use. And we could talk, you know, how all the tricks and trades that I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you better walk the walk before you talk the talk. Uh, Otherwise, boom, boom, yeah. right there. Remember that quote because, because I'm telling you right. And, that, and, 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 you know, there might be someone, uh, some of our peeps that are watching that want to be in this niche. But it's, it's whatever the expertise is, you know. The, it, I don't care if you're the, you're the juggling master of the mankind. You can't teach other people how to juggle or whatever if you're not the if you can't prove that you're the juggling master or show it or or live it you know and I think there's there's definitely a problem in the space sometimes of expertise of people that just haven't walked it yet but for you where did this kind of even start you know and I'm talking about one 
how you realize this might be a business in your kind of experience and how did this even begin from like you know realizing like you had something that you wanted to share it was a calculated to just kind of accidentally happen where did this kind of come from you know it's funny and, and I wish that I still had it when I was in my 20s okay and, and this is something that unfortunately there was nothing available to me in my 20s because my 20s was you know 80s and 90s right you know so it there was nothing available like the internet I used to journal all the time I you know, I tell every entrepreneur this write down every single night all your thoughts and ideas dump your brain every single day and write it down nowadays you can videotape it mm -hmm. at the end of 30 days watch it or reread it and find that reoccurring theme there's always a reoccurring theme something that's in there that constantly pops up and with me I always wanted to be somebody that first of all was on television but for being myself. Secondly, that did radio, but for being myself. Third, that helped people for being myself. And fourth, I wanted to create my own messages by being myself. That was like the theme of my 20s. And in my 20s, I was bartending. I owned a bar in New York City. I moved to Colorado in my 30s. I owned, I used to buy and sell foreclosures. You know, I owned a car business with a friend of mine. And then when I moved to California, I lost a lot of money in a bad business venture. And I was doing these seminars with these gurus. And I realized I am one of them. I am this guru, mm -hmm. but not in the message that they were giving because I found a niche. And that niche was people don't know how to talk, communicate, and relate to one another in 99% of the things that they do. I don't care if it's just dating. It's work. It's talking to the dry cleaner. It's calling American Airlines and getting a seat changed online. It's dealing with T-Mobile online. People don't lack communication skills. And through probably 20 years of living it and thinking it and breathing it, that's how I came up with this business. It wasn't just, you know, one day I said, I'm a, you know, I'm a frustrated dater and I just want to go out and teach people how to meet women. I spent years learning how to meet women. I spent years learning how to communicate. I spent years figuring myself out. That's how this all evolved. And, and my question here is, is I was seeing an interview, you know, and you've been, you've been on like every major media outlet and minor media outlet like I think in the history of mankind but I was watching a couple of clips and you were actually telling kind of a story about how friends of yours would ask you know to, for you know to, to watch what you did or kind of pay attention to it was that sort of a aha or light bulb moment of like you know specifically with the dating or, or you know sex and relationships and things like that where you're like wow other people are asking me about it there might be something here I think I really know my stuff because I feel like a lot of people don't have that confidence to say this is my thing and I want to do it and I want to rock it but sometimes we can get it from outward as well I was struggling and I remember this I remember this day I moved to Los Angeles I wanted I opened up a company called the slight edge productions I wanted to do seminars for network marketing companies because I found that people lived in a dream world in network marketing, you know, you can't learn to make ten grand a month until you know. If you only make three grand a month, you got to learn how to make thirty-one hundred, thirty-two hundred, thirty-three hundred. Right? There's a progress sure, to it. Sure. I realized I wasn't passionate about it, but I still was going about the motions of doing it. And I was sitting at the coffee bean and tea leaf, and I was dating exclusively out of Whole Foods and the coffee bean. And I was sitting there with like twenty-five people, and I lived in Los Angeles for like two months, and I didn't know any of these people. I met them all on Saturdays, every every Saturday at the coffee bean and tea leaf. So one day I just stood up and I go, hey, listen, I'm going to go to Whole Foods. I'm going to go get my tuna sandwich. Lucy's going to hook me up. And this was like a ahi tuna sliced in like a, you know, in like this great bread. It wasn't even on the menu. She charged me six bucks. I mean, it was a loss leader. I mean, there's no way they made money off it. And they, they caught her doing it and she couldn't do it ever again. I said, look, 
pay me all back when I get in there. Who wants a sandwich? They all raise their hand. They go, screw the sandwich. We want to go in and see what you do. I go, what? Order turkey? They go, no. We want to see you meet a girl in aisle three and aisle four. Mm -hmm. So I had 15 guys follow me into Whole Foods, and they were hiding in different little areas. And they saw a woman hold a box of peanut butter bumpers, which is like this Whole Food brand of, of cereal. And they go, open her up. She's, she has bumpers. What? You can't say anything to her. And I look at her and I go, you, God, you're like a little kid with your peanut butter bumpers. Tell me that's not for you. Right? And she goes, yes, it is. She goes, it's my secret. And we started talking. And these guys are hiding. Like, one guy's in the freezer department. This <laughs> other guy's at the cereal box pretending to look. I leave, I get her phone number, we get the sandwiches, we sit back down, and the guys look at me and go, that was unreal, can we bring friends next week? And all of a sudden I looked around, and I had Hollywood executives, big agents, okay, bankers, uh, finance guys, and I started computing their salaries, and I realized there was about $3 million in salaries sitting at that table. And I looked at them and I said, how about if we just do a little bit of a boot camp? What about if, you know, it's $25 a man, you know, and I'll take you out for a couple hours, right, because I was just kind of playing with it. I said, what do you think? Mm. 30 guys showed up. Wow. And these, are, they, and these are just what? Were these just guys like that you were friends with in LA? Were these, who are these people? How did they get there originally? I think I missed that part. Originally, I just met them. I went to the coffee bean because being a social person and on a coffee. Saturday, knowing that people hang out at a coffee shop, I had no friends in Los Angeles. So I sat down at that coffee shop. I picked the point, which is you know where you can see people walk in and walk out. Mm -hmm. I brought my prop, my dog, and my newspaper. And just started communicating. So, you started, with so okay, so that that makes more sense because I was curious, like where these random people that were coming from. That makes sense. So you, you so you say, okay, let's do this. Let's do the little boot camp. Thirty people show up, paying twenty five dollars each. What happens? How does it go? Where does it go from there? We went for two hours went to Whole Foods, Blockbuster, and Pete's Coffee. Oh and yeah, I, I love Pete's Coffee. I miss no, that. Pete's is great, you know. And I and I showed them exactly what I do, and I answered questions. And then at the end, I said, hey, if anybody wants to do private coaching, it's 100 bucks an hour. Now, at this point, I was a, a guy used to making ten dollars to $20,000 a month, mm -hmm. right? I was in Los Angeles living off of my savings after losing three hundred grand in a business venture. Had about twenty grand left over, and that was about it. You know, I mean, I was – and no credit. I mean, everything was down the tubes. I, I did poorly in 97, just like any entrepreneur. You have one year that's bad. And most of the rest of the years are pretty good, right? Mm -hmm. So here I am, and I'm collecting, and I go, it's $100 an hour. And three guys signed up for private coaching. I was like, this is so cool. And I started making a little bit of money. Cool. And it was, you know, and it was hard because it was, you know, the first couple of years was making a little bit of money, but, you know, working on the foundation, figuring out how to work with different types of personalities, figuring out, you know, what I can charge. And then finally, like in 2000, a friend of mine looked at me and she said, you're charging too little. These guys make 700 grand a year and you're charging them $100. No, you got to charge them $2,500 a day. I'm like, $2,500 a day? Oh my God, that's crazy. So I charged $2,500 a weekend and got guys to sign up and they flew me into their, you know, into their city. I started building a reputation, started getting publicity for it. But I just realized that what I had was worth a lot because it was my own journey that I was teaching them. Right, and and, and so when you started this, the, the the day in the coffee shop, that was what ninety yeah. eight. Is that what we're talking then? Some right? Yeah, uh, two thousand. You know, you, you're working on this. You're trying little things. You you know, you're doing doing the seminars. You're doing a little private coaching. You had this huge kind of increase there at that point. Were you doing anything? And this was way back in the day. Way back in the day, quote unquote. Not that long ago. Um, was 
when you got to that next level and you and you started saying that you started to develop a reputation and things like that, how was word spreading then for you? Was it guys telling other guys just like, hey, check the, you wouldn't believe this guy, you got to check him out? Was there anything going on in the internet at this point? How did that reputation grow? Um, you know, so that people were flying you in and going from 100 to 2,500 for a week because that's a huge increase. It, it's funny, David. I missed the boats, okay? I was always, I've always been, just like a lot of entrepreneurs, you're intimidated about things that you don't know. Mm -hmm. So instead of like taking a whole different mindset with it and just saying, wait, I can do this. Instead of having that mindset of I can do anything, the internet scared me. I mean, I was terrified of the internet. I had whatsyourexcuse.com at that time. Didn't even have davidwygant.com. And I basically was getting on the radio every single morning because at that point I probably did about 3,000 radio shows and I was the dating guy, I was the pickup guy, I was the sex fantasy guy. So I had all these different characters I was playing on radios and I was getting interviewed for that. So I'd get clients via radio shows, guys that would buy my, uh, my CDs. Um, I would get referrals, which was rare because I was everybody's favorite secret. Nobody wanted to know they were going to a dating coach, you know, because back in 2000, you know, if a man was going to a dating coach, it was very emasculating. Um, it was word of mouth. Yeah. I mean, it really was. I was so afraid of the Internet. Now, if I wasn't afraid of the Internet, I would have had a squeeze page, and they would have put their little name in there, and I would have had an ebook because if you remember back in 00 to like 03, all you had to do is put out an ebook and make a million bucks a year if you had any type of media exposure or any type of personality. Right, that's so, true. Moy, have times have changed on that. Now, a qu couple questions on that real fast, just kind of to deep dive a little bit, because um, I definitely want to talk about what your first product was, meaning, uh, you know, what you mentioned some, you have training and you have all these different things. But before we get there, the radio, uh, you found that to be an effective, you said you were on a million different radio shows. How did you, were you doing that? Were you calling up stations and saying, listen, I'll, I'll talk about this, this, and this? Were you, were you, were you searching? How did you kind of actively position yourself to get on these shows? Because I, I understand awesome strategy of getting on these different radio shows, but how did you go about doing that specifically? Okay, I, I built up a reputation in, back in like 97, and I'll send it to you. I had a really funny, I, I was doing network marketing, because when I, when I crashed in 97, when you go from having, you know, you know, six figures in the bank to having, you know, ooh, you know, four figures in the bank left, right? You know, you got to find a business that's, that's cheap and inexpensive. So I did network marketing, and I actually made money in it because it works. If you work 17 hours a day in your underwear calling people all day long, you're wow. going to make money. It, it's, yeah. I have nothing against network marketing except I have against the, the people and their mentality that they think they can get rich overnight. Right. So a friend of mine was over one day, and he was hearing me cold call, and he goes, my God, these people are annoying. I said, I said, they'll fall for, and he goes, they'll fall for anything. I said, they will. So I look at him. I said, you want to see something funny? He goes, yeah. So I call a woman up and I, I sold her, um, it was called the homeless zoo or something or the children's zoo. <laughs> the and homeless had, zoo. <laughs> we had, we had homeless runaway uh, teenagers that turned 20 and we basically fed them in Brooklyn and they basically had sex all day long and spit out babies every nine months. And we sold babies, called it the children's zoo. And I told this woman you can make a hundred grand a year. And she goes, Oh my God. She goes, I want in. I go, it's www.childrenszoo.com. My buddy was laughing so hard because he had his little baby over. The baby was crying in the background, right? And I go, There's one of our bad babies right now. We got to put it through training. And then I got on the phone and I called up like a hundred people and I became this guy called the pitch man. And I sent it to radio stations and they had me on and they said the pitch man's going to be on selling business opportunities. You got to listen. And we'd call people up at seven o'clock in the morning and wake them up from bed and going, money never sleeps. I mean, it was hilarious. 
So I became this personality, but mm -hmm. I realized it wasn't a passion of mine. Mm -hmm. Then all of a sudden, one day I had a, I had remember fax blasting. If we go back to those days, right? Oh yeah, old school, old school. Okay, old school. So I fax blasted all the radio station. And I said, my name is Fantasy Man. I am the man that women, that Hollywood women masturbate to. I do custom sell, custom tapes of passion for all your friends in Hollywood. So I had about 300 radio stations email me right away. No uh, way. You know, email me right away, and this was, I was archaic on the email, they called me and they emailed me from the fax blast, and they booked me, and I basically talked on the radio and got women to masturbate live on the radio, and I had an audio CD that was called Fantasy Man, and I made a little bit of money, but I realized, I'm not going to make money, how am I going to make a lot of money being the voice that women masturbate by, it just didn't seem like a career choice, you know, so at that point, I was like, all right, I love dating, I love sex, I love talking to people and connecting, let me do my product called the pickup game. I interviewed all these women about how they want men to pick them up, got back on the radio as the pickup guy, and by then I had so many stations, so they were just booking me for dating advice at that point. So it took me a couple of years to build that reputation so radio stations would trust me, and they'd put me on you know, for the little segments they had and know that I would deliver great content, great advice for their audience. So that's how I did it, and radio to me still is a wonderful way to build up guruness it really uh -huh. is yeah and a lot of interesting things here so the first product say that one more time the very very first product besides the seminars that you were doing and the private coaching and things like that was what was that one one more time it was called fantasy man erotic tales of pleasure autumn walk was one when a guy takes a woman for autumn walk and they look into each other's eyes and he throws her down the leaves and she hears the leaves crackling it was just it was soft porn with my voice and i got all deep deep when i said it and my job was to get women to masturbate on morning shows. And they always did, because it wasn't hard to find the woman that was the voyeur on the morning show to get her to diddle because she couldn't use the term masturbation. So All right. well, that, that was the well, first product. So let's talk about the second product, because I okay. think we'll dive into that one more than that. So I think it's self-explanatory. Uh, so the second one, uh, tell us about that, what, the, what that product was. And that was, um, that was the dating one, right? That was the pickup. That was Girls Tell All. It's, it's now my product on my website. It's been on my website for 10 years. It's called Girls Tell All. Okay. Basically, I interviewed a group of women and asked them what they want from sex and dating and relationships. It was me and 10 women in a room. And I got on and, and I basically sold that one on the radio. I got on, gave advice, and I said, hey, guys, if you want to know what women really about dating and pick up, check it out. Go to what's, you know, that was when I had my What's Your Excuse website. And I started selling it. And my buddy was, you know, my buddy was at his house, you know, burning the CDs and putting labels on. I mean, it was all, I had very limited budget. I mean, it was all really ghetto, man. Yeah, we I was like, about to ask that question. Like, how did you, you just did a ghetto style. You were, you had a guy shipping them out for you, your buddy, and yep. you were, how much did you sell it for then? And is the same, what's the price? Oh, God, it's cheap. It was like twenty four ninety five for two plus five bucks shipping and handling. Is it, is the price increased since then now? If you get oh, yeah, it now? Yeah, 97 bucks. Okay, so $97. Yeah. So, so you start to sell these products, you get the radio, you doing these different things how do you take these things that, because a lot of the stuff that you were doing was kind of um, you had an online business meaning at least that's where people went to go buy it right right but you're building your reputation through clients through media doing things like that how did you or when did you kind of make that shift to kind of your own media platform online so meaning you know davidwygant.com where now you have a whole library of products in your own list of people and there's all kinds of I see internet marketing kind of aspects that go into it and I mean that in a positive sense um, when did you get to that point it took a while to because I was so afraid of the internet so for years 
I remember from like 01 to 05, I wanted to be Tony Robbins. I followed the Tony Robbins school. I wanted somebody to sell my products. So mm -hmm. I searched high and high, I searched the whole world for guys that would sell my products. I was with three different companies. Of course, what happens when someone else sells your product? What do you make? Nothing. Always <laughs> make nothing, right? So I spent four years trying to do that. But during that time frame, I was my coaching program went from twenty five hundred a weekend to five grand a weekend to seven thousand a weekend to ten grand a weekend because as I was getting good at what I was doing and as I was perfecting what I did, I was raising my rates because I was dealing with very successful people. So I was making a good six figure income, a couple hundred grand a year, just coaching and yeah. not working that hard. You know, working maybe a weekend or two a month, and that was about it and spending the rest of my time trying to figure out why my products weren't selling. And the reason why they weren't selling is because I wasn't doing the sales. So if we fast forward, and I'm telling you something, and it embarrasses me because I'd probably be living, instead of living on the beach in California, I'd probably be living on my own island in Hawaii. All right. I didn't really start making money off the internet until 07. Okay. I mean, I'm talking about product income. I basically wasted seven years trying to find people to sell it, you know, either myself in a very ghetto way, we're trying to find people to sell it. It was 07 when I put up a blog. But at this point, when I put up a blog, I had DavidWygant.com up for a couple of years. I had so much traction. I had a lot of, you know, I, things I didn't even know about. Google search terms. Right. You know, all my publicity was out there and so forth. And I put up a blog. And I was making like three grand a month off my products before that. You know, so it wasn't bad money coupled to my coaching. I was still, you know living in a beautiful place, having a great lifestyle, driving a great car, having a lot of free time. Then all of a sudden, I started blogging. And all of a sudden, I went from making three grand to five figures a month in my products. Wow. And then all of a sudden, I realized, wait a second. If I'm doing that just blogging with crappy sales letters, let me get some sales letters written. And then I started becoming the internet marketer that I am today. Then I stopped being afraid of it because I had proof that it actually worked. Mm -hmm. and, and, and those six years... Uh, you know, we don't like to say they're wasted, but you know, getting getting the trying different things didn't work. Getting experience going, building the reputation. You come on. What went right when you went online there? Because you know, obviously, you had built up this decent reputation, you know, good reputation offline. But you know, there's there's a lot of people that are saying that sounds ridiculous, David. Like that sounds ridiculous that you you that you were doing three grand and then you know and then you put up a blog and you're writing some different things and all of a sudden it's it's five figures. What kind of went into that? What was what was sort of the strategy or tipping points or anything like that 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 got people uh, to know about it and get excited about it and also buy? Yeah, it's interesting David, because I had a book out in uh, in '05 called "Always Talk to Strangers." Mm -hmm. I had so much social proof it was ridiculous. I just didn't realize how to put it together. You know, I had so many TV appearances every year doing you know four or five top shows. I just didn't know how to put it together. And then finally, that that. And I love the book, The Tipping Point, for that reason. I really believe that every venture has a tipping point. Hard work, hard work, hard work. And I believe that every venture has the right time. I remember one of my gurus saying to me back in 99, he said, if you build a solid foundation, whenever you, you know, if you spend years laying one brick at a time, one pebble at a time, one masking tape at a time, every window is sealed properly. All of a sudden, okay, when you finally stop being so intimidated about your own business, you have all the you have it all, you know, you have it all set. So it wasn't just putting the blog up. It was putting the blog up and then just really realizing that I am that person. I can write this stuff. You know, my products are amazing. I started believing in myself. 
-hmm. Instead of just being, you know, instead of looking in the mirror and fighting it, because I think a lot of us, especially people that want to be gurus, we have this like thing inside our head that says, you know, I don't know if I can do this. You know, we have like our mother's voice from 40 years ago, your best friend saying, how can you become a ski expert, you know, or how can you become a, a single dad expert, right? It's you know, so true. And, it's so true. Oh, yeah. You get, you get destroyed by that. And I think I really got destroyed by my own negative programming. And then finally one day I split up with somebody I was with for five years and I was on my own and I, I thought to myself, wait a second, I looked around the people in my life and they were all amazing. My friends were all seven-figure earners. And I looked around and I was like, whoa, what's missing here? Me. Why are they with me? They all thought I was making millions of dollars a year and that was the funniest thing, right? Because mm -hmm. when we went out and we went to go split the bill, they all looked and they go, yeah, a bunch of billionaires around sitting in the bill. I'm thinking to myself, really? I ain't one. And then all of a sudden I started thinking to myself like, wait a second, I'm attracting all these powerful, strong, and I'm not talking about just people who just made money. I'm talking about people who believed in themselves, did a lot of work on themselves. They thought I was one of them. So I looked in the mirror one day and I said, I am one of them. Why am I afraid of my own business? And my attitude changed immensely. Mm -hmm. And I did a trick that I learned ever since then. It was December of 06. I had a bunch of checks from some clients. It was about 14,000 bucks. Okay. I didn't deposit them in December. I waited till January 1st, along with about $7,000 in PayPal. And on January 1 or January 2, I went to the bank and deposited all this money. I ran a Quicken report on you know, January the 2nd, right after all that, and said I made $21,000 so far in 07. I'm like, what a great start to the year, man. This is my year. And I multiplied my income five times that year. Wow. So it's just a little mental trick that kind of yeah. helps you out. You know, and for people that are listening and, and, and watching right now, I know people, this is going to get people fired up. And they're thinking, you know, I'm trying to lay my foundation. I'm trying to get this stuff going. We're in 2012 now. We're doing this interview. Um, you know, you, you, you did such a great job of laying your foundation. You mentioned, like, everything from fax blasts to, to you know, everything. all kinds of shenanigans. I mean, that's what you got to do. You're, you're out there hustling brick by brick, brick by brick, brick by brick. For people that are, I don't want to say get, well, yeah, getting started now, you know, or getting started now, and they're like, okay, my friends always say that I am the, you know, whatever person. I know there's a business here. We can make one up if you want to. You can pick your favorite. How would you think about and say to them, like, okay, how can you start to build your foundation now? And what, and what kind of, what would you say to the, to the David that's starting right now? Find a mentor and intern with them. Find somebody that you respect in that field. Every day I get emails from guys all the time that they want, they want me to be their mentor. Mm -hmm. And I look at them all the time in their email and I write, to, what are you willing to do? Can you put in 10, 15 hours a week, no pay, and I'll teach you everything that I know. Find a mentor. Find somebody in the business that you want to be and be their gopher. Be the guy that does everything for them inside and out because you're going to learn everything because every single guru would love to mentor the next version of themselves because it's so important. Not only that, give yourself permission to do it. Don't just sit back and wait. Give yourself permission to do it. Every day do a little bit. So let's say you got a full-time job. Let's say you're an accountant, but you truly believe that you have this incredible 
way to incorporate that nobody else has ever done before. And you could save people 30,000, everybody who makes 100 grand, you could save them 30% of their income, whatever. Okay. All right, there we go. Let's go with that. Every single day when you get home, instead of flipping on Showtime or HBO, or instead of going to the, you know, instead of just, you know, going to the market and crashing on your couch and reading a book, every night work on your website, work on your message, work on your unique branding statement, okay? When you see people, practice it. Tell people all the time, hey, what do you do for a living? Glad you asked. Listen, by day I'm a CPA, but I just formulated this new business called 30% more in your pocket, you know, dot com. Wow, what's that all about? That's so great. Let me tell you what it is. It could put 30% more in your pocket because I found a very unique thing by being a CPA that every entrepreneur out there, everybody who incorporates can actually make more money. And there's a way that corporations now will allow you to incorporate, sure. you have to pay your own health insurance, but they'll gladly pay another corporation because it saves them a tax burden. So if you go to your company, I'm just making, I mean, I'm sure. Right, 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 right. But, but you, you got to start working on your pitch. You got to start being that person. Okay, and, and also, I noticed for you, and I know this is an aspect we talked about a lot of times on the Rise to the Top, and if you go to your website, davidwagant.com, right on there, you're going to be hit right away, not only with you, where you see you, so we get to know you as a human, but there's also, we see some traditional media logos, I want to say there was like MTV, there's all kinds of stuff that's on there. I know people that in their brain... Uh, and, and correct me if this is wrong too, but I think I think it's right on. There's a there's definitely a social proof aspect of um, being mentioned or having some association with uh, media brands, right? Of any kind, you know, CNN. Uh, I don't absolutely. care what it is, what it may be. Now, if you're the up and coming guy and you're that guy, the accounting dude, and you and you finally get that messaging down, which I think a lot of people skip, by the way, is their their kind of like core message, which is critical. Um, how? What would you say to them now? Start emailing uh, producers. Start trying to get on the map of traditional media. Is that something important that people need to work on early on? Harrow. H A R O. Oh, yeah. Peter Shank. Okay. He's been on the show. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Harrow. I mean, that's all you do. You're an expert now. You got to get the website up. Okay. The website has to have it. And, and you're so right, David. Get your unique selling point, your USP down, man. Mm -hmm. Figure out. Get your elevator pitch down. You got 15 seconds to impress somebody especially if you want to be successful because successful people always gravitate to the up-and-coming successful people when you can basically tell somebody hey this is what I do you've got to have that down secondly get on Harrow and every single night respond to anything and everything hey my name is David my name is David listen I'm this I'm this finance expert now you know in the field of accounting but let me tell you something I could save any entrepreneur 30 percent I'd love to comment on this article here's my comments and write down what they want in order to become a source, and I'm a source for so many different writers, I'd say the amount of press on my website is probably maybe a tenth of what's really out oh, there. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. You know, I'm because sure. I can't even keep track anymore because I can contact it so much. But you want to develop that source, okay? You want to be that source. So what happens is you get quoted in it. The second you get quoted in it, you put it on your website with your press page. You put the logo up there as seen in Cosmopolitan, Money Magazine, Kiplinger's, whatever it might be. Now the key to this is that nobody does. When you're done interviewing with a person and they say they're going to use you, a follow-up email that says, hey, Joe, unbelievable interview today. I really enjoyed it. Whenever you need an expert, email me. I don't care if I'm traveling to Florida, if I'm on an airplane, email me and I'll get back to you ASAP and I'll give you that quote that you need for whatever, you know, your next, you know, for your next interview. I've done that every single time with all these people and I've used the same writers that have used me for 10 years 
years. Because most people in this world are so flaky, they're so not dependable, so you want to be that dependable go-to person. And you can build it up. And once you build it up, then you can go to the big-time producers. Then you can email them and just go, hey, I watched this segment the other day on CNN. You can call CNN and say, yeah. hey, who produced the segment on tax reform? They'll tell you the name who produced it. Then you Google them, you go to their Facebook page, and you basically say, great segment. You missed one thing. Let's talk. Mm -hmm. I'm an expert at this, and there's an angle you need to cover the next time. Send them a link to your website. That works also. You'll get probably, oh, five to six physical real interviews per year if you do that. It takes time, but it is money in the bank. Yeah, and, and you know, it's a great point because I, I can tell you right now, actually behind me uh, over here is there's – yeah, they don't know where it is. There it is. New York Times article was something that took me, you know, like six months to get something like that. But what I did was I got to know the reporter. I send yeah. her sources all the time. You need a small business person or entrepreneur. Boom, I send them on to her, and then eventually something came back. You know, it's just funny how that works, though. People just don't want to put in the time. Now, my other question on that, though, is I also see this other mistake happen. And tell me how we can correct this one. And that is people that put in all the time doing that okay so meaning I want to get the press I want the VH1 logo I want this and that and then they don't have something to either sell or something that they're working on and then sometimes I, I use the word kinda of, quote-unquote the press or the attention can be wasted without any kind of random you know strategy there so do you think people should have some kind of at least thing they're trying to build a list or or something going on there that can funnel it so you just don't have a bunch of logos that make people feel good you also have a, a business that generates real money you just described my 20 million dollar mistake and, and, and the reason why I put there a number on it because that's exactly what I think I would have made if I knew what I was doing back when I was really into the press like 98 99 2000 2001 2002 man I was on five, six, seven radio shows per week. I was being quoted all over the place. I was on the CBS Morning Show. I was on E! I was on MTV. I was, and guess how much money I made from it? No, almost nothing. Right. Because I didn't have a product, an entry-level product, or even, as you just said, a simple squeeze page to get them onto a simple newsletter or a simple video, you know, you know, channel on YouTube, whatever it might be, or a Facebook fan page, anything you can. It's crazy. Do not chase press unless you have A, a product, just a simple product, an entry-level product, B, a newsletter, C, videos on YouTube that you can give them tips on a weekly basis, and a Twitter account. I mean, it's like, don't do that because every single time a friend of mine was in GQ, I mean a full spread in GQ. And guess how much money he made from it? Zero, because he had nothing. Mm -hmm. He had a website that said about him, no data capture page, no newsletter, nothing. His traffic figures, which I saw, were unreal for that month. And he made nothing. And he got another interview on TV, and he made nothing. Because he was in the paralysis by analysis mode. Yep. I'm not sure about my first product, man. And, and to me, I truly believe if you're really an expert at what you say and you really live the life and you walk the walk and you talk the talk, you should be able to do a product in a weekend. You should be able to sit down in front of GarageBand and you should be able to put out a three-hour audio program that basically tells people how to do, how to cook, 
how to shop Walgreens and save 20%, how to be the best used car buyer in the world, how to be the best you know, tax preparer yourself, how to, whatever it is. If you're an expert at it, you should be able to do a mini seminar on audio, downloadable, one shopping cart, downloadable, really simple, really easy. Otherwise, you're just wasting your time. Yeah, I almost I nodded my head so strongly that I almost like broke my neck. I, I was saw- uh, I think I actually strained some. But uh, that that being said, yeah, that and I think there's so many lessons there. One the big one that I took away is that if you can't do that, so meaning if you can't sit down, go over two three hours, and you know uh, whatever it may be, you might not be ready yet. You know, yep. you might not be right. Remember when you talked about the LIFE, right? Getting out there and yep. getting experience and understanding it. If you're not quite there yet. You're not quite there yet, so that's that's just something I think to think about, and I think we've all made that press mistake, by the way, David. It just it's unbelievable how much uh, we we forget that. And another big takeaway that I had from your example that you gave with the accounting firm, um, and I think this one is something that I see people make a mistake, and, and correct me again if I'm wrong on this, is it was a very specific thing, very specific result that you mentioned, like twenty save twenty percent or something like this on, on whatever it may be. I see too many people that go out there where it's something not specific. You know, like I've seen it, you know, where they're just the finance person. Well, that's not really helpful, and it's not going to allow you to get a lot of attention, I don't think, unless it's like you start with one specific thing. You can always expand later. I mean, is that it's what funny, you think? It's funny you said that because I say that to people all the time. I, and it's a lesson that I learned when I was 24 years old. My friend Howard Bernstein, a good friend of mine at that time in my life, I was all over the map when I got out of college. You know, all I cared about was meeting women, having a good time, living in New York City. I got fired from four different jobs because they all said I had an attitude problem, which I did, didn't even realize it. And he looked at me and he says to me, he says, he goes, here's the deal. He goes, you're getting a restaurant job now. I said, yeah. He goes, you're going to be a bartender or a waiter. I said, yeah. He goes, be the best. Be the best waiter you can be. Be the best bartender you can be. No matter what you do, concentrate on one thing and be the best. You can always expand. You can go from being the bartender to the bar owner to the bar, you know, to the three, to, and then you can be make that the best bar in the world. Then you can own a second bar and a third bar. He says life is about expanding. Life is about endless, endless opportunities. But the problem is a lot of people, they're popcorn thinkers. You know, it's like that, 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 that million, eight million ideas going through their head. I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do that. And the bottom line is do one thing, brand yourself as the 20% tax saving guy. Brand yourself as the, you know, the the dietitian, the life-changing dietitian, the single dad expert, okay? Mm-hmm. You know, the the um the the lose 20 pounds by Christmas expert. Oh, whatever perfect. It is. Yeah. One thing specific. You can always, one thing specific. Build up your market with that. Build up the relationships with that. Because that's all it is. Because everybody on your newsletter list is a relationship. Every time you podcast, it's a relationship. Every time you put up a video, you're talking to an individual, but yet you're talking to your whole group of people. Once you do that and you build it up, it's like building up all these friends. Then all of a sudden, you can add the popcorn diet. You know, then right. you can add, you know, how to make twenty percent on, you know, on an investment in pork bellies, whatever it might be. You can add expertise to your expertise. But you've got to become an expert in one thing and be the best at it. And to be the best at something, and this is something that a friend of mine said years ago, he made 100 grand a month passively in a network marketing venture, and he put his fingers up just like this. He says, you only need to be this much better than your competition. Mm -hmm. That's it. Most people, they try to be this much better. 
oh my God, I got to be this much better. And if you think about it, football is a game of inches. Life is a game of centimeters. It really is. Look at somebody doing something great and just find the way they're doing it and just do it just a little bit better. Boom. And you're going to make that money. That's Boom. it. Unbelievable. I, I, I'm fired up right now. I have a feeling our audience is going to be extremely fired up. Dave, I, I want to say no more. I mean, I think we this is just unbelievable stuff today. I think people are going to take so much away from this. I want to mention as we wrap up, and first of all, thank you for all this information. This, this is super, we're gonna have you, I have to have you back on because there's going to be more stuff. You've got a new book coming out. I do. Um, and, and this is one, you know, normally you actually do a lot of um, kind of like with your programs and stuff, self-publishing and things like that. But this is, this is the... Uh, Going traditional publishing route. It's called Naked, How to Find the Perfect Partner by Revealing Your True Self. Uh, tell us a little bit about it, what's going on, and, and also um, anything else you want our community to go check out. We're going to link it all up in the show notes so uh, people can, uh, can find out more about you and uh, reach out. You know, Dave, when I wrote, when I wrote the book Naked, you know, it, it's, it's what I call a self-help book that can help you in every aspect of your life. Because there's exercises in there. It, it's all about finding the perfect partner, but falling in love with yourself first. Mm -hmm. The bottom line is, if you're going to find the perfect job, you've got to fall in love with yourself first. Because if you're not passionate about the person that you display to other people, no one's going to become attraction. It goes through so many of the attraction laws that all of us tend to, I think, neglect and forget about. Mm -hmm. Because every time you meet somebody, if you're not being raw, open, vulnerable, honest about who you are, they're never getting to know the real you. There's never going to be attraction. You're not going to get the job you want. You're not going to get the friendships you want. You're not going to get the lovers that you want. You're not going to get the relationships that you want. So this book really strips you down, really gets you to look at yourself because in life, we've become validated by external forces. I'm only going to be happy the second I get a relationship. I got to have a relationship. I hate being single. Man, I'll tell you, in 2012, I'm only going to be happy when I get that job. If I don't have that job and I'm in this job right now, I'm not going to be happy. I'm only going to be happy when I lose 15 or 20 pounds. I'm only going to be happy when I find someone to like and I can go to Italy because I'm going to wait till I go to Italy. We have it all wrong. The bottom line is if you love yourself, you go to Italy by yourself. If you love yourself, you go after the job you want now. You start the career you always wanted now. And what happens is people become attracted to winners. It's really about becoming a winner in life. And that's what I did. That's why I wrote the book on my website, davidwygant.com. I blog every single day. I've got tons of YouTube videos for anybody that really wants to learn how to date better and be more successful in life. And I've got a catalog of products for men and women on how to date, how to have great sex, how to have great relationships, all on my website, davidwygant.com. All right, awesome. Well, David, this has been a blast. We're going to have to have you back on. I've got, there's more that we're going to talk about. Good luck with everything, and thank you thank for you. being so open with everything we appreciate today on the show. My pleasure. This was David Wygan on the Rise to Top, the number one non-boring business show. All that stuff linked up below. As I mentioned, I will see you next time. I'm David Seitman Garland. And remember, if you want some fluff, you know what to do. Go pet a bunny. All right, and as we wrap up, couple quick reminders one more time if you want to check out go to meeting now with HD faces and you know I showed you earlier how easy it is to just set up a meeting and you're off to the races go to go to meeting.com click the try it free button enter the promo code rise you're gonna get a 45 day free trial on me and also I will see you there I hope at the Underground Online Seminar 8 coming up here early March, Washington, D.C. Let's hang out at underground.com as a website. You can find out about all the speakers. You're going to see a lot of former guests of the show, Lewis Howes, Yannick Silver, uh, let's see, Marie Forleo, Brian Moran. The list goes on. I will be there for show, for show.
in Washington, D.C., March 1st through 3rd. It's going to be freaking unbelievable. Let's hang out at underground.com.